Greetings and welcome back to My Life Not Yours. I'm Tina and I hope you'll enjoy listening to this week's episode. This week's episode, I don't know really what I wanted to call it, but I'm going to start off with saying last week's episode about my body is a temple turned out to be fucking COVID. (laughs) I am kind of pissed off because I'm still feeling the effects now. When I went on and said, you know, enjoy my raspy voice, I've got a head cold, this thing didn't shift at all, if I'm honest. Six days later, I get to the weekend, I'm still feeling a bit shit, I'm waking up sweating, coughing, whatever it is, and my goddaughter said she'd do a test. So we did the test almost, let's say the symptoms started on the Tuesday. Remember I said I'd slept with the window open, I slept naked, and I had the fan on. So from the Tuesday, this was on the Monday night, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, seven days later, still felt like shit, took the test and those two blue lines came up instantly. It was a bit like finding out you're pregnant really, but it's COVID. So the jubilation isn't there, obviously. With that information, I was a bit dumbstruck if I'm honest with you, because I thought I've been careful, but I think what this proved to me is that COVID doesn't pick and choose it just is and it's funny because I'd mentioned it to my hairdresser because I'd been in I was trying to trace back some of the places I'd been in and um, I said to her you know I could have got it from your place she said no one's had any problems with it here yeah like they're really going to walk in and say to her by the way woohoo Aisha I had Covid ain't happening a lot of them people don't wear masks or whatever not saying the mask is the only thing that we should be doing to protect ourselves but I've been out to outside gatherings people let me tell you and so I don't know where I picked it up I don't know could have been in the gym could have been touching a packet of apples in the bloody supermarket but the point is now I am out of isolation I'm back out and about but I've still got this kind of head coldy thing so I'm still bunged up and I feel lightheaded most mornings so my message is to you if any of you thought this Covid thing was a joke I mean I knew a couple of people that died from it the enormity of it is not so attached to you unless you experience something now mine's not bad by any stretch of the imagination I'm just being a drama queen but I do feel like shit I don't feel great and I just need this thing to be out and over That segues nicely into, did I know myself? Clearly not. I thought my body was just saying, you know, Tina, you've been working quite hard, sleeping with windows open when the temperature's dropping. It's got very autumnal now. I couldn't say that word the other week. My friends had to break it down into syllables. Can you imagine that? Autumnal. I used to say autonomous. So I guess my episode today, because I missed one, I was too ill to make one, people. And, you know, thanks for all of those tuning in. There's an amazing listener. I'm going to call you amazing because I don't know who you are. In India, I'd love to know who you are because I look at my stats and I can see that you listen every single week or every single episode that comes out. So I want to say a big thank you. So maybe you can write me a review because that would really help and and boost my ratings to get more people listening to me and all that kind of stuff. But to my person in India, thank you very much. Anyway, how well do we know ourselves? How do I know me knowing you? Some know us better than we know our own mind, our own selves. And how many times do you hear, 
I know you better than you know yourself, Tina. I used to hear that quite a lot when I was younger. And uh, yeah, I think at that particular time, the self-awareness, self-knowledge, blind spots, all those kind of things. I didn't know who the hell I was. I've talked about this before and I'm not going to go over it again. However, it is scary that as I'm getting older, I'm not suffering any fools gladly. People should know themselves. And I think I've this this topic has been triggered by a couple of conversations I've had in the last couple of days. I've binge watched way too much TV, but I think I'm going to make that another episode because <laughs> I've seen some bloody good stuff, which I think all of you need to see. But um, knowing yourself is so important and a lot of people are so not aware. And let's not get it twisted. It's related to emotions and thoughts and I believe partners, particularly when they've been together a long time and they know each other inside out, is really kind of cool. But they're not the only ones that know each other and know themselves. Twins seem to have got this down to a fine art because they've come from the same embryo. You know, if you've heard some of my chats before, I am absolutely fascinated by how twins think, feel, speak, do dress, etc, etc, etc. So when I come back to myself, I think in the last 10 years, it's been a journey, but I have got to know myself. But I've also got to know some other close people around me because I observe more and I listen. It's only as you get older. I mean, when you're younger, you kind of, you know, you've got your mates and they can be a bit self-indulged or whatever and you just think oh you're such an asshole all you think about is x or you're so aggressive or whatever it's a throwaway comment even though you may mean it but do they know it do they really understand what they're like and I think my tolerance level that's the word I was looking for earlier my tolerance level is zilch now and in particular when I've been talking to um a couple of people I spoke to somebody I hadn't spoke for to quite a while not long ago. And I don't know what's going on. They seem to have um, this hardened exterior, right? Nothing can faze them. In fact, I think they are aware, but unaware. And they just bottle everything. They put the lid on it. And it's so fucking dangerous because I sometimes think to myself, they're, they're totally brazen. They act like nothing has happened. They've done nothing wrong. Even right down to fucking sleeping with somebody else's guy. There's nothing wrong with it. And the way it's addressed is really kind of weird. I'm waffling here because who knows, they could listen into this one day, I doubt it, because they're so fantastic, they probably wouldn't. But I just find people who haven't stopped in their tracks to think quite weird. And maybe sometimes when we take a look at ourselves, let's face it, there's a great saying, there are three things extremely hard, steel, a diamond and to know oneself. Now this particular person is hard and she is still and a bit of a diamond, rough diamond I'm talking because you can't cut it and very easily. And um, that saying was by Benjamin Franklin and I kept reading it. There are three things extremely hard, steel, diamond and to know oneself. I'd actually replaced to know oneself with this person. I think what I've realised, I find it very difficult to be close with people that are not in tune with themselves anymore. And this is all about the development I've done for me, because I'll never forget a few years ago, it, well, it was longer than that, and a friend really took me to task on, you know, do you know you're like this? Da, 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 da. And actually, everything they said was true. And you want to cry, you want to go really painfully deep into 
almost questioning their feedback. But it's the only way to move forward, to find out who you are. Realism is key. And there was another friend of mine, a male, as well. And I sometimes just think that all we talk about is work. There's nothing else. And we've known each other 25 plus years. And I said to him the other night, do we really know each other? I think you know me, but I really don't know you that well. Even though I went to his wedding, which was amazing, and his kids are great, his wife's fantastic, but it's always about work with him. You know, I couldn't really tell you emotionally how he is. I couldn't tell you what's his favourite meal. I couldn't tell you so many things. Now, some of you may argue and say, but you're not supposed to know everything. And I guess as well that friendships come in all different layers and it's not everything that you will know about somebody. But I do find it strange that this person probably knows me better than, well, I do know myself now, but he could have said a long time ago, I know you better than you know yourself. Not anymore. But I think for me, knowing me, knowing you, that's where that came from because of that particular conversation with him. And I brought it to light. And sometimes we just need to break it down to friends and have those kind of uncomfortable conversations. Because we need to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I'll never forget, there was a girl I knew. I loved it. It's one of her sayings, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And it's so true. And as I said, my tolerance for BS and and what people give you from their mouth. And they're all happy, clappy, 24-7. They go on nightlife. It's fantastically brilliant. And it may well be, but realism is key. And I think I am attracted to being around people where they might be having a shit day. I mean, this same friend that I was talking to you, um, his wife, and I went to his wedding and he said to me, you know, Tina, I phoned you a couple of times and sometimes you say, look, can I speak to you next week? (laughs) And I said to him, yes, you pulled me up on that. And yes, I've addressed it. And um, it, it wasn't a case of talking to him next week or, well, it was. Sometimes I just say, yeah, can we speak another time? And I believe when I got off the phone from him, having had this conversation, it was a lovely conversation we had. I believe it was always going to be about work. And sometimes it's nice to get into other things other than work, right? I don't care if you tell me the sky's blue. So I guess I'm waffling around. Sometimes if you've got things you need to get off your chest in terms of how well do you know your friend or not, just have a conversation because I really valued it last night with him. And I believe things will change. Look, a, a leper can't change their spots as they say say but sometimes just bringing things out in the open always helps. Back to knowing me though I find it quite interesting when workplaces do that Myers-Briggs test. If anybody hasn't done it before these are the personality tests they can take quite a while and when I first did it I shit myself you know what do workplaces call them? Well, it is it is a personality test, but they do it to see a potential candidate that they're going to interview. They want to see if they can fit into an existing team and how the personalities will work. The reality is, if I'm honest with you, you can get a rough idea what somebody's like. But because some people, which I've always found really interesting at work, they are completely different. I mean, completely different. I used to have this boss and I saw her out of work. And then in work, and she was just like someone on crack, always cracking the whip, came across as stern, my team this and my fucking team that, hard as bowls, is what I would say she was, out of work, completely different. How does someone change their personality that much? Because I think it's a position of power, control and other bits and pieces. Now imagine trying to get to know someone like that. And I remember saying to her once, I said, you're so different in work. I know you have to play a bit of a chameleon in the workplace, but not that much. And actually what 
for me used to happen with some certain people I got to know when I saw a different side of them and then they tried to get together with me socially I'm not interested I'm not sure on these personality tests but there is another approach that you can also do to get to know yourself which is understanding your strengths and weaknesses and a lot of people if you say to them this your strengths oh don't know and weaknesses you know you get asked that in interviews all the time this wasn't meant to be a work-based conversation by the way if you know your strengths and the way you learn the way you work and how you interact with others this really does help you get to understand yourself so i know one of my strengths is caring for people and having conversation i love it and particularly this past three months I've been helping a friend who's been going through a bit of hell from a professional point of view and one day this bunch of flowers turned up uh, with a massive thank you because I care and I'm empathetic and I'm sympathetic and I'm emotional and all that's good stuff. I use that strength to really propel me in other areas so I want to maximize that strength of caring support and whatever go from good to bloody outstanding and that's been demonstrated in my nurture success program and I'm going to start offering free advice and content from that as downloads on my website so watch out for that to come very soon but it's a massive strength of mine what can I say a weakness is can't think of one at the moment but I have but I think when you you know your strengths and weaknesses you know how to develop yourself better this came about the other week when I got a new client and I knew that it would be working with them completely different to how I work with somebody else and you can build yourself around what you know you're good at and what you can't and actually there's quite a few things that I've learned during lockdown that I was able to put into play within two or three weeks where I was very honest but the way I communicated it was totally different to how I might have done it before knowing yourself through strengths and weaknesses and the way you learn and stuff like that whether you're a visual learner you know whether you're a sit down and chat and if we put that into the personal kind of uh, domain I've got friends that just want to have a conversation on whatsapp all the time and you know, how are you, teen? Some of them are known I've gone through COVID or I'm going through COVID. No, I've gone through it, sorry. Wouldn't it be nice if one of them just picked up the phone and just said, hi, I just wanted to check in, see you're okay. I, I, I guess, you know, look, I've got to learn. One of my weaknesses is expecting everybody to stand to attention like I do. It's not the way. Remember, I'm the caring, empathetic, supportive person. Not everybody's going to be like that, team. So I, I'm giving myself a little pep talk now. But I did find it odd that I can get nearly 18 messages when people found out, but not one person, well, a couple of people did phone me. And I found that rather odd. You would phone to see how someone's doing, right? Because for all they know, I could have quickly gone downhill overnight. But I'm still here. I'm still here standing. Anyway, maximising your strengths. Aim to go from good to bloody outstanding. So I think I can bring this back in or relate this to rather when I was an athlete. I was good, but I wanted to go to outstanding. And I wanted to achieve that. And I did. And there's other things. Like I said, I think back to my caring side. I really do care about people, especially people that are close to me. And I will do whatever I need to do. So that's why I developed my courses and and how I've developed myself, bearing in mind my background. And I want to help young people because I think I was just saying to a friend the other day, not that I think, I was just saying to another friend the other day about Emma Rakandu. Rakandu. Rakandu? Rakandu? Rakandu. The tennis player, basically, that won the US Open. She's 18 years old. My caring side has come out 
but my sports marketing experience is kicking in from working at a fantastic brand. And I'm really concerned. 18 years old, this girl is super confident, which is great because every sportsman and woman that wins gold medals and stuff like she's just done, that's why they're there. But what I fear for is the commercial side that's going to really kick in. So does she know herself well enough at 18 years old to say no? Because it was interesting, you know, I'm noticing with these tennis players, their mental health and everything. I think I brought that up with Naomi Osaka. But it's how they win something like that that catapults them into a completely different lifestyle. Hollywood, you know, because money's involved. Anything with money? Oh my God. So I guess it would be interesting to know how she develops because she is only 18. But is there like her father? It's funny, the fathers are really prominent in tennis, aren't they? With the young ones. But will her father know her and know himself enough to keep the wolves and the hounds at bay? Anyway, I don't know if that was a bit off piece, but I just found that quite interesting with this fantastic girl that's uh, won the US Open in pretty phenomenal style. Moving on, if you know who you are and what you stand for in life, your purpose, look at back at some of my episodes on that, this helps prove a strong sense of self-confidence. And Dr. Marriott Jansen said, in order to be yourself, you have to know yourself. And I kind of fucking love that because actually a lot of people are just not themselves. I look at some people, there was one said friend I thought I mentioned earlier, and I look at them and think, let's just chisel away at this outside layer. Who are you? That's what I want to say to them. Who the fuck are you? Because I've seen over the years this person has changed and it's all happy, clappy, smiley, but I know there's pain there and I'm finding it very difficult to relate. And I'm sure there's loads of people out there. You think, I'm sure there's people that think about me and they think, who's that Tina? She's up, she's down or whatever. Well, I'm not up or down. I just value my space. My energy needs protecting and I can't have crap inside my life. So I guess my final message on this very short and sweet podcast is you need to really know yourself, be yourself, but know yourself before you can do that. Because if you don't, you're going to live whatever short time you have on this planet as one big lie. And it's nice to get to understand people. I think the hardest thing to do is ask people for feedback. And um, I'm sure Hal Elrod, the author of The Miracle Morning, he got cancer. And I don't know if it was related to that or he had an epiphany, but he said it was the hardest thing he did where he sent this email out to loved ones, you know, family, close friends, and just asked them for three good things they liked about him and three things they didn't. And he said he literally shit himself waiting for the responses to come back in. But Upon doing that exercise and reading what people have written, he was able to work on himself going forward. And I thought that was really honourable. I'm not brave enough to do that. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm not brave enough right now. But I think I might set it it as a goal to do at some point. And I think we all should. What don't you like about me? What can I do better? I think that'd be really cool really cool to do. I think people just go along in their own little way. And there's another example. There's another friend during lockdown who was really, really angry about people that they had felt they had invited into their home on numerous occasions. They were always there for them. And yet, and this person is a single person. And um, they had said that during lockdown, there were lots of people they didn't hear from. Now, There are two things we can look at here. We don't know what people were going through. Everybody had their own story during 
lockdown and COVID or whatever country you're in, everybody had their own shit to deal with. Or some didn't. But this person made a judgment saying no one fucking looked out for him. No one really got in touch. And I think they were carrying a lot of anger about it. And again, you have to know yourself to know that you should be okay. I mean, I kind of enjoyed lockdown, if I'm honest. There was no pressure to do anything. And yeah, there were some people that, you know, don't get in touch and whatever. But those who were around you, even if it wasn't quite how you usually interact with them, then, you know, they were there. But it was just interesting that this person was really, really upset. And I think I said earlier, I don't even know if I finished the sentence because my head's all over the place. Those people that want to have a conversation on WhatsApp. And I remember having another friend gave me feedback and saying, my life is in the fast lane. I've got two children, Tina. You can't expect an answer within two minutes or a phone call. So you do get people that find it very convenient to maybe have the conversation on WhatsApp and it's taken me a long time to get my head around it because I don't know if you know a lot of people are taking it off now but I used to be obsessed with last seen on WhatsApp I'll be honest with you so say for example I drop a a WhatsApp message to Jane at 10 25 I come back and have a look five minutes later last seen two minutes ago and they still haven't responded to my message that's how obsessed I was with people instantly coming back to me so when I managed to find in settings don't show when I'm last seen everybody's done it now I think unless you're a little bit of a WhatsApp phobe that you you can't see it and it did me the world of good and I don't know why I was so obsessed with understanding or knowing what someone's movements were because it is like fucking um stalking oh well they were on here about an hour ago why have they still not got back to me oh they were on here and they still haven't got back to me it's two days later it used to wind me up now I'm just cool and actually sometimes I may send a message to somebody and I archive it because I think they're not going to get back to me for a month so I don't want to see it coming up in my feed I'm being brutally honest here about how I am right because that's how in tune I've got with myself and know what I can be like that I used to be very obsessive about that phone calls not so much now there's sometimes I used to think that if someone's phoned you you need to phone them instantly back I do think that you should try and get back to people because uh, I don't have um, an answer machine or anything like that on my mobile phone because that means I have to get back to them and I may not want to so um yeah I'm really pleased that I've got to know me and I kind of like me how I am and and there's some people that I know them as well and they don't know themselves thanks for listening again and a bit of a weird one this week and if my voice still sounds weird it's because I've got the effects of COVID still in it so hopefully I'm not going to pass it through the airwaves until next time take care (music) 